0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, locked on Dolphins, Thursday, April 21st, 2022. General manager Chris Greer met with the South Florida media yesterday. We got a lot of great sound bites, a lot of good reactions to the Dolphins, their mentality as they get ready to transition into the 2022 NFL draft. And of course, Players requested a trade that I'm sure a lot of Dolphins fans are going to have their eyes on. We touch on that briefly here today on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Thursday. April 21st, 2022. Thanks for checking out another episode of Locked On Dolphins. Thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And, whoa, boy, imagine my surprise yesterday, sitting down, doing some work, grinding some tape. The director of scouting over the draftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. And finding out that general manager Chris Greer was having a press conference with the South Florida media immediately immediately changed the entire dynamic of my morning, because anytime you get a chance to listen to a general manager talk and get into their headspace and understand what their ideologies are and their philosophies and how they're choosing to conduct their business like that, that's a net win. And it's, it's really interesting conversation. It's, it's really helpful to understand what the dolphins DNA is, what their thought process is as they look to continue to build their roster. And, uh, Chris Greer talked about everything from the decision it to commit to Tua to what the team is going to do on night one of the draft when they don't have a draft selection, uh, to how they're going to continue to parse through the draft process uh, despite not having a lot of draft picks, what their thought process is with those draft picks, if they're going to bring in an offensive lineman, like all of it, all of it. It was outstanding. It was great stuff from Chris Greer, and uh, even got into a little bit of the. Uh, the memes that exist with Chris Greer and how he's privy to their, their existence. So a lot to get into today on the show. I think the first thing that I wanted to touch on was the Dolphins are a team this year who have departed from their general mode of operations the last few years. Four draft selections in total as things currently stand. One in the third round, one in the fourth round, two in the seventh round. That's it. Not a lot of picks to work with. And of course, the Los Angeles Rams have embraced the not using draft picks on rookies, instead using draft picks for star players, and they just are are coming off of winning a Super Bowl. So naturally, the discussion that's going to follow is, is this the new normal in the NFL? Is this what teams need to start doing? And when the Dolphins trade a one and a two plus for Tyreek Hill then that conversation starts to say, okay, is this Chris Greer's new thought process? And I'm glad Chris was asked this question because he said, no, I still believe in building through the draft. Um, but this trade does not say anything less about what this draft class is and what we feel it is. And it says more about how we feel about Tyreek Hill as a player. And then he went on to cite and source uh, a play that happened on Tuesday at OTAs in which Tyreek Hill makes a play and kind of just effortlessly contorts his body. And it's kind of just this affirmation that like Tyreek Hill, the football player, is different. He's different than so many guys. And he said it would be unfair to compare any rookie wide receiver in this class to Tyreek Hill, which I would agree with, which is exactly why you make the move to go get a guy like a Tyreek Hill, because he's different. He's proven at the NFL level to have that caliber of potential and production, but this is important to note. And he was asked about, you know, the, the prioritization of making sure you had the draft picks in 2023. And he says, I still believe in building through the draft. So after the trade last year and, uh, the Devonte Parker trade and, and the Tyreek Hill trade where the dust settles, you still have five picks in the, the top, top three rounds in next year. And that was important to us so it was it was good to to understand that you know Miami is not going to become like the LA Rams and just consistently go get established star players but more so this was the right place the right time for the right player and you know of course i'm sure there will be some dolphins fans wondering um If that theme will continue with Debo Samuel, and it was reported yesterday, and this this was not something that Chris Greer talked about, but this feels like the natural segue and the place to drop this into the conversation. Uh, San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel has formally requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers, and from the Dolphins' perspective, I'm sure there's a lot of Dolphins fans who are very, very well-versed in the relationship that seems to exist between Debo Samuel and Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel and the offense that exists, and and what Coach McDaniel is presumably going to be bringing to Miami, Debo Samuel has a proven track record based off of last year of being able to fulfill a very versatile role, and if you're really wanting to uh, support a young quarterback, you have to give him players that accentuate his strengths and provide a strong supporting cast around him. Here's the challenge, though. In a perfect world, yes. If money were not an issue, and if draft capital were not an issue, the Miami Dolphins, yes, should absolutely be calling San Francisco, asking about the availability of Debo Samuel and trying to get a trade offer in place that would excite them. But here's the problem. The Dolphins, from a financials perspective, have a top 10 pick at the position for the next three years on a rookie deal but as a player who in his rookie season set the rookie receptions record over 1,000 yards receiving in Jalen Waddle, Feels like a future star at the position in the NFL. You also have Tyreek Hill, who's been in the league for six years and made six Pro Bowls. And you just traded a one and a two plus to get that player so you could pay him $30 million per season. You also signed Cedric Wilson in free agency uh, to be a wide receiver three Presumably a wide receiver three in your offense. You had so many mouths defeat already that you traded Devontae Parker to a division rival. And now you want to propose bringing in Debo Samuel? I just don't think the financials make any sense, unfortunately, for Miami. It would be such overkill at that position that I think it would be uh, probably a little irresponsible for Miami to commit $55 million a season to two players that are wide receivers. Plus having Jalen Waddle. You don't have the assets this year to give San Francisco something incentivizing for the here and now. I think you've got a math problem to make that work. So unfortunately, while as tempting as the news is that Debo Samuel has requested a trade, I don't necessarily think this is an open and shut case of something That's going to make a lot of sense for the Miami Dolphins. Something to watch? Sure, we do need to be mindful of a team like the New York Jets coming into the party and and trying to get involved and sticking their nose into potentially bringing Debo Samuel in for themselves. They've been actively hunting for a wide receiver for quite some time. Perhaps they're the landing spot. Perhaps Kansas City, who just has the vacancy courtesy courtesy of the Tyreek Hill spot, is the team. Perhaps Green Bay, who traded Devontae Adams and is looking to fill that void in their offense and is very screen-heavy offense, which Debo obviously was very productive in. Perhaps that's the route. There's lots of potential landing spots here. I just don't know that Miami's math is ever going to put them in a position to make this move at this point in time. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from Bluenile.com. Locked on sports listeners are getting $50 off of $500 in purchases. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free. And find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Get your mom, your wife, your girlfriend, your grandmother, you name it. Something that they will cherish forever this Mother's Day. Let's continue talking about Chris Greer. Because Chris Greer, uh, first of all, I think it's never been more apparent that... uh, Brian Flores must have kept Chris Greer locked away somewhere because we've seen more of Chris Greer this pre-draft process than we'd seen in the last three years combined. And Chris was firing off like some really good, helpful, useful stuff. Um you know, his commentary as far as what the team's head coaching search was like and why they stay committed to Tua to Loa, uh, and what the, the coaching search dynamics that were in play there. It was all very interesting stuff. Uh, his quote there, uh, something along the lines of, all the coaching candidates felt, quote unquote, excited about Tonga and wanted to work with him and felt they could win with him. The history of the research they've done shows they really believed in him as we did. Um, he said, you can always kind of see through somebody who's telling you what they think you want to hear, Because they are trying to get a job as compared to somebody who has a genuine belief and background and and history of studying uh, the player in question. So uh, he he did say that the impression that the Dolphins got through their head coaching search was that there was a lot of meat left on the bone as it pertains to to Tua Tongvaloa, his growth as a player. And of course, we will see... Uh, how that manifests itself in reality. I know there's a lot of Dolphins fans who are firm believers in Tua. There's a lot of Dolphins fans who are highly skeptical of Tua. Let's let this process play out, and let's get some clarity for ourselves. But um, Chris Greer, he he was asked how excited he was about uh, the the changes this offseason, And I really enjoyed and appreciated his, his insight here. Uh, he said, he'll be excited when the dolphins win a super bowl. Well, this is all business. This is a part of the process. This is about constructing a team, but you win the super bowl. That's when you can get excited. And, and as dolphins fans, I know everybody's got an opinion on everybody affiliated with the team, Mr. Ross, Mr. Greer, Mr. McDaniel, Mr. Tungle, like you go down the list, right? Everybody's got an opinion on everybody. And there's people who like certain people in place. There's people who dislike certain people in place based on their own perceptions of the team. But as we are all sitting here and assuming you're listening to this show, because you want to see the Miami Dolphins have success to hear, that's the mentality is, Hey, I'm only doing my job and I will allow myself to be excited when we win. That's exactly the kind of perspective you want you don't want to celebrate getting a good player to say oh well we made it we we mission accomplished now it's a very important step but you've accomplished your mission when you win football games and win a championship right that's the whole reason why you play the game so I appreciated that bit of commentary from Chris Greer uh, as something that can kind of help Better paint the picture of where his headspace is at as somebody who has been in this chair for a couple of years now and has been with the organization for a really long time. Did find it amusing. He acknowledged his his kids keeping him in the loop. Uh, turns out Chris Greer might not have Twitter, but uh, every uh, others in his family do, and uh, he acknowledged being told at the start of free agency was his kids told him he was not a very popular person in South Florida because he wasn't doing anything. Sleepy Chris Greer, right? We all remember that commentary that existed. And then suddenly sleepy Chris Greer woke up and the Dolphins signed Toronto said and traded for Tyreek Hill in a span of four or five days. And what a stretch of time that was. And suddenly the the dynamics of this offseason changed dramatically. And, um, his kids pointed out after that, Hey, you're, the most popular guy in South Florida, right? It's, we are so accustomed to everything being a fingertip away, right? So when you have to look at things through a larger scale, a larger spectrum, a larger sample size, a larger time frame, that perspective gets lost sometimes, but I don't think there's any way you look at the roster that the Dolphins have in place, the roster that the Dolphins had in place when Chris Greer, first took over in 2019, and the roster that was in place when Chris Greer first was named the general manager of the Miami Dolphins back in 2016, working underneath Mike Tannenbaum. And I can certainly hope everybody here and now can see the progress and the development of regression due to restrictions that were in place due to the prior regime, The firm change that was made and the progression in the talent level of this roster, it's significant. The Dolphins are a better football team, and it's not close. Look at the 2016 team that won won 10 games and went to the playoffs. And I would dare you to look at that team and look at this team and hold them up against each other and tell me which team had more talent. And then also acknowledge the fact that Dolphins are now in a surplus of draft space or draft picks and a surplus in salary cap space as compared to that 29 or 2016 team which had to uh, manufacture enough room to sign a guy with contract restructures on guys that they were signing a year prior. To just get by and eke by and hit your glass ceiling at 10. I don't think anybody can look at this team and say the glass ceiling's at 10. A lot of things have to go right. The quarterback play has to be better. The offensive line play has to be better. The running game has to be better but you've at least made changes that acknowledge those issues exist. The raw talent that exists on this roster, it's in a good place. And you have surplus in all assets to maintain long-term flexibility. The only thing you don't have surplus in is draft picks for the here and now. So I think when you look at the Dolphins from that perspective and you review the how it started versus the how it's going component with the Dolphins, uh, I do think Chris Greer needs to have an acknowledgement of the job that's been done here. He was also asked about uh, the Devontae Parker trade to New England and his commentary here. Um, he said the, the when he first came into the league and first started working with the Dolphins, it was almost unheard of. You're seeing teams that are a little bit more willing to do that now. Um, acknowledged uh, interdivisional trades over the last few years, uh, you've seen more, but there was a time where you never did it. Uh, he mentioned once the Dolphins acquired Tyree Hill, the team started getting some trade offers as it pertained to Devante Parker. New England was the most aggressive. It was a chance to do right by quote, the player and the organization being the Dolphins and Devante Parker. And, and that's, uh, what allowed them to make this move, uh, he had noted that getting a third round pick in 2023 was very important to us it's a, a very good roi for the dolphins uh, with that trade even having to wait a year to get there so i know that was a decision that had some controversy for dolphins fans to say oh man we're we're making the new england patriots better and i think the un what was not said but said by their actions is Miami does not think Devontae Parker's best football is in front of him. They believe it is behind him. Whether or not that is fact or fiction, we'll know soon enough. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports-waging information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The last bit of the Chris Greer press conference that I definitely wanted to make sure I found some time and acknowledged. And I was so glad we got this today. You know, I have plenty that I want to get to before the draft. Uh, We already have a couple more reported uh, draft visits for a follow-up from yesterday's show, which included uh, the likes of Zach Tom, Wake Forest offensive lineman, uh, Matt Henningsen, defensive lineman from Wisconsin was one that was reported yesterday. So we'll, we'll get to those uh, and continue to talk about um, what themes exist there. But for the, this last bit of Chris Greer perspective with a press conference, considering we didn't really get Chris Greer press conferences except for one in-person at the NFL Combine, uh, one post each night of the draft, and when you're trading Minka Fitzpatrick or Laramie Tunsil, right? Like That's when we saw Chris Greer. Uh, so to get a pre-draft presser from Chris Greer and hear him talk about all the things that he shared, but then also talk about the mentality with these picks. You've got four picks at your disposal right now. And he said what was really important to them with these picks is getting them right and knowing what you're getting and knowing what the clear vision is for how that player is going to help your team this year. So that tells me you're probably not going to get a lot of high-floor or high-ceiling, low-floor players. The mentality here is we got four picks. We need to make them count. We need to hit on our picks. And if that's the mentality the Dolphins are bringing to the table, then I I don't know that you're picking small school, two-year player at the cornerback position. Tariq Woolen is an example. Who's going to be off the board before the Dolphins ever pick? But he played at UTSA. He was a two-year player at the cornerback position. He was a wide receiver before that superb athlete meets all the athletic profile metrics that the dolphins probably are coveting at the cornerback position looking for athletic freaks on the outside but he's only played corner for two years he's very raw and you're loaded at that position so it almost feels like a little bit more of a draft for need year whether that's a kick returner and this is where it gets interesting right you can start applying applying what are the needs on the roster You could probably use another running back, whether it is an in-between-the-tackles runner or a pass-catching back, to to pair with Chase Edmonds. And we mentioned uh, uh, James Cook yesterday from uh, Georgia, as somebody that the team had a visit with. So another running back. You look at the center position. That's probably an area that the team will put some added focus. It's been teased from the beat for quite some time that they're going to bring in some competition for Michael Dieter. The inside linebacker position and potentially a replacement for Eric Rowe as your third safety, given his his financial implications. So as you're trying to get inside the headspace of the Miami Dolphins, bear that in mind, Chris Greer has told us a week before the draft Our mentality with only having four picks is you you better make them count. You need to know what you're getting. You need to know the vision that is in place for those players to help your team. Here's hoping they find four significant contributors. And here's hoping you enjoyed this episode of Locked on Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs, your host here on the show. Fins up. Make it a great Thursday. We will talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Locked on Dolphins.